Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to join you today. Uh, coming up in this bulletin, dysfunctional traffic light in around Accra and Tema, creating lots of chaos and road rage at major intersections and junctions of the two cities. This morning, this afternoon, we'll take you around some of the intersections and understand the actual problem. Also coming up, death toll in the northeast flat rises to five with the discovery of another body one week after torrential rains flooded and broke the bands of a major dam in the region. We have details. Now, on Niger coup, minority in parliament says the government resolves the current crisis in Niger through a diplomatic means. Our stance in the minority hasn't changed. We are firmly of the view that the Niger crisis ought to be resolved through diplomatic uh, means. And on our Climate Focus series today, we tell you about the growing efforts by agriculturists to encourage farmers to return to indigenous food production due to its environmental, environmentally friendly nature. These plus uh, business, sports, world news and showbiz coming up in this hour. Remember, we're live on DSTV channel 421 and GoTV channel 125 around the world on MajoraOnline.com. Stay with us for details. Now, in the heart of the busy capital, a silent danger has been steadily growing, casting a shadow over the safety of road users. The once reliable traffic light have fallen into a state of disrepair, rendering them dysfunctional at many key intersections in the city. As the city's roads become a chaotic scene of vehicles navigating without proper guidance, concerns are mounting over the increasing risk of road traffic crashes. This critical issue not only disrupts the flow of urban life, but also threatens the lives and well-being of countless individuals who traverse these dangerous intersections each day. Somewhere in Borough, our Drive Safe campaign team was on the ground monitoring the situation and shared the following report. Right behind me, you can see that the traffic light is totally off at the UPSA traffic intersection. I'm told that this, is, this has been there for over a year now and it is causing a serious chaos for drivers here. Let me just try and engage some of the drivers to hear from them how the situation has been for them for the past years. So, um, well, yeah, because 
Kwanway a main road from 37 Tetrasi to Madina going to Ebri and Dodowa. It's a main road, big highway. Now traffic light way. First, now a Jumana a solar system. Anna, a woman, so turn a call off, no mama bay, so turn a call off, no mama bay. And I feel the cables now a free solar panel, no more ever Juma at the power my traffic light. No cable, no, or be our baby chaco, a crown for our baby and form Honomo. Inti I better almost more than two years. Traffic light way and Juma. Traffic light na nye juma no ayana ha no mtese mu mu hu accidents waha as a result accident dey be break accident be break almost every day in the daytime ni dey accident ANC because police for ever directed traffic legon police for a higher on my point in your directed traffic wapa omo fanya agro and a visibility for no so so no e waha no mu tem bia in your directed traffic na mum no adiasa fiti anajube nine mu ho na eja nipa ye juma no bra o I bet you are not cars are crashing. And a moto, eight minutes are crashing. Accident, you will be brave. And I have a Juma and Temps are much for AM. No, such a Webana police for no empire. Overbana, I accident. I'm present paying for any Mamma Cecilia. Well, I'm paying for Emma Beffy's traffic light. No, all right. So, uh, Benis, uh, to which what he's saying is that the situation is actually um, something that they are worried about. Um, his claim earlier was that. The traffic light used to be solar panel powered, but some um, thieves allegedly came and broke and then stole some of the wirings, rendering it dysfunctional. They have made several appeals to no avail. What they want now is authorities to move in because they have been witnessing accidents here. There are police officers here to control traffic, ensuring that there is a traffic flow, but they are not here at all times, like the driver said. As early as 4 a.m., the police are not here, and because it is a major highway, we know that this the road that leads to Ebori and this environs, and it's actually, um, I mean, one of the critical highways in Accra here. But I have one of the drivers here. Our colleague Kodia Etiahine is director in charge of regulatory inspection and compliance at the National Road Safety Authority. He joins us now for some interaction on this. Grateful to you for joining us, sir. Now, last year, you gave uh, a directive to the urban roads to ensure that all traffic lights that are malfunctioning are fixed. Why do we still have, you know, malfunctioning traffic light a year on? Thank you. It's been good if uh, we have feedback from the Department of Urban Roads. Have you tried to talk to them? Um. What sort of feedback are they giving you? Yeah, I was asking whether you have tried to talk to them. I have tried to... No, 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 no. I, I mean, you gave the feedback. You gave the order to them to try and... Then, yeah, I appreciate uh, that. But you yes, know, uh, and, and that's what I want to find out from you, because once you gave the order, it means that they will be reporting to you whether or not they've been able to do it uh, and what the factors are. And that's why I'm asking you why we still have more functioning traffic like Yeah, so uh, let's go... Let's take a step back a bit. Okay. I think, yes, when we issued a directive, they responded within the 60-day ultimatum <clears throat> and indicated that uh, some of them were actually not dysfunctional, except to say that because of the uh, supply of power, uh, at some point they go off. That was one. The second um, was that uh, some... That's where this function at the time had been taken on contract. So within a period of time, the expectation was for 
the ones on contract to the Fed. I must say that between then and now, even though some improvements have been recorded on the ones that were identified in the audit of 2022, I mean, some other traffic lights have gone into the same state. And, uh, and we have brought that to their attention. Uh, the same is just about contract uh, issues, uh, delays, have accounted for the constraints that we have on our own uh, in order to provide an interim measure. I mean, working with the police and the account from your report uh, confirms that, that for major hotspots during wash period, uh, we work with the police to deploy interim uh, traffic wardens. In fact, there's a discussion that we are initiated with the Youth Employment Agency uh, to assist to provide those gaps within the intervening period. And, and that's what we can report on. Ultimately, I mean, the Department of Urban Roads is a public agency like the authority. Uh, we all have your um, duty words, and we owe, the, we owe the public a certain measure of responsibility. So I would encourage you that with the same force that you apply in getting feedback from us, um, when you extend the same level okay. of... Okay. That, 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 that's fine. So, so what percentage of the, the ones that you identified have been worked on? Say again. What percentage of the ones that you identified last year? Well, you just called a few minutes ago. I'll not be able to give you um, the, the, the fine details. Yes, mm -hmm. but some of them, and I must admit, the IOC Pukwasi, which was in your report, has been a standing issue for the longest period. Even though it was in our report, we haven't seen as much improvement between then and now. It is unclear what the issue is, uh, whether it's been repaired and, uh, and suffered uh, the effect of uh, theft and all that, I'm unable to, to to give an account of that. But there were a number of traffic lights doing, which were captured in the first report. Uh, which, Worrying is it for the road safety when traffic lights um, are, are not functioning in, in, in the city? Yes, I mean, it's a safety issue. Um, it has safety implications, which is why we issued the alert to draw motorist attention to them. You know, when you have vehicles coming into conflict with other road users at these intersections, what the traffic lights do is to manage conflict, is to assist the pedestrian to cross the road um, at the appropriate time, vehicles to move, and, and that kind of thing. So to avoid vehicular-pedestrian conflict in the roadway, the traffic lights, in the absence of the policeman, mm -hmm. Uh, provides that sense of uh, okay. tidiness and regulation. So it's such a major concern for I, us. So I, I, I ask that question because if for a, over a year um, we've not been able to deal with all the problems we identified a year ago, and today we have new traffic lights that have begun malfunctioning, um, I, 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 I sought not to see the seriousness it is for us when the traffic lights are not working. Say that again. You don't say that. I'm saying that, uh, you know, I asked that question based on something, that if after a year the traffic lights were identified, not all of them have been repaired, 
and today we've had more joining in the malfunctioning bandwagon. I, I don't see how serious they are then to us if traffic lights are not, are not functioning. Yeah, so that's why I said that without the benefit of an updated data, I won't be able to confirm that. But yes, at the last count, um, before the airborne was got to us, I think close to about 60% of those that were dysfunctional at the time had been fixed. Within the 60-day um, period, um, ultimately that was given, and that was progress. And they provided an explanation that for the ones that um, were reported as dysfunctional, it was because the light um, could not stay on, or some were actually dysfunctional which had been given on contract. I'm suggesting that between then and now, even though there's been some improvement in the ones that were audited and, and reported to them, I admit, because they also use the road, and we, we come into contact with these difficulties on a regular or daily basis. Mm. There are some others that have gotten into a similar state okay. um, now. But it doesn't mean that the ones that were reported or the ones that were captured in the earlier report had not been fixed. Not all of them, some of them. Uh, and I, I, and I knew that to the our Sipokwasi um, incident. Okay. So yes, we'll do an update um, scientifically to be able to see where we stand from the before and after and be able to take uh, further action. But in all of this, fully aware of what we are required to do, I was trying to encourage you that the Department of Urban Road is a public agency like us which is accountable to the public. So, in as much as we demand um, the impact from us, you want us to I'm, go try, to them I'm trying as to well. encourage you That's fine. that you, you're not very hard on the adults, and they may be able to okay. provide frontline information, which I, I may not have at this point in time. Okay. I mean, we've tried to get them to respond to the issues where they are not responding to our calls, but when we do get them, we'll put some of these questions to them as well. I'm grateful to you for joining us here. Uh, to other stories. The National Council for Curriculum and Assessment, NACA, has begun a thorough assessment and uh, scrutiny of the proposed test books for basic schools in the country. Professor Edward Apia, Director General of the NACA, is currently leading a delegation to visit some schools in Accra to inspect test books being used in selected public and private schools. Here is an interaction between Professor Edward Apia and the head teacher for Manche Taki, the first primary. The standard curriculum is fine. Well, for some of them, they will say it's based on NACA curriculum, but it's not. It's not NACA. Uh, this is this the gentleman brought it last two weeks. So I gave it to the test to check. Check it. Uh, okay. it is. Yes, it's, it's very useful. It's useful. So, yes, I'm setting some of the questions from, from that. Yes. Uh, what, what makes it useful? <laughs> Because, it's easy to comprehend. Because they, they didn't bring it to us to <laughs> assess. So but it's a supplementary, yes. all right, fine. But if it's a supplementary, it still was. Uh, okay, so this. Uh, you see, one of the things that we are also doing is we want to avoid soul or tesla. I mean, okay, so you can see that one, two, three, four, five, or tesla. One, two, three, four, five. That one is a soul altar. 
So the, between this and this, which one do you think will be rich? Yeah. Uh, so in, in trying to look for the books, those are the things that you need to look for. Uh, look for books if that are not so authors. But like, for example, religious and moral, for example. See, religious and moral, for example. You have, uh, stand, uh, what do you call it, the African tradition. You have the Christian, and then you have the Muslim. So one person, do you think he can do all? <laughs> yeah, so it's important that you get those. So in trying to get them, try as much as possible to look out for those things, uh, which will help you. Yes, we are not saying you have to use only our books to prepare, but for the kids, only our books. But in your preparations, you have other resources. Make sure that the books will help you. Head teacher of Manche, Taki, the first primary, Belinda Dede Sefako, revealed that the test books available are inadequate. She appeals to parents for the meantime to purchase those books by themselves. We have um, some of the textbooks they've been provided, uh, but there are some three other subjects which have not been provided. So we'd be grateful if the government would. What subjects? What are those three subjects? Our world, our people, history, religious and moral education. And in addition, those in the upper primary also need um, creative access books and computing as well. We use the internet. Now the internet helps a lot. and You get and details from the internet? We get details from the internet because we have the curriculum and a resource pack. So we get other references from the, uh, the internet. Is the, is the lack of it affecting teaching and learning? Um, in a way, I would say yes. Um, because... The children needed to, at least when they see pictures of um, things, it will help them. When they see the pictures and they are able to read, it helps them. The teachers jot down a few points for them, but if they have their books, it will help them more. Because how, how long has this been? Oh, since um, the curriculum started in 2019. You've had this challenge? Yes, we've had this challenge, but they've solved it to a point. So, with, by providing some of the books for us last year. Leaving out the three books that you talked about? Um, the other three have not been provided. So at all? At all, yes. Okay. But the ones provided, I, I can see the ID of <laughs> Yeah, the teacher said she's sharing the books. Oh, they don't send them home. We use them in the school because where most of them live, if we give the books to them, they wouldn't bring it back. So we use it as references in the classroom and they copy the homework from it and send it to home. Okay. So what if they need to make any reference? How do they go about it? That's one. Um, some of their parents are provided. We've asked them to try and get some um, on the markets. We've been educating them to do that, the parents. That's the same copy on the Yes, they can. They have, these books are on the market. The approved book by Naka. The approved ones, yes. The okay. winning marks and the rest, they are all on the market. So this is strictly not for sale, so how will they mm. get No, there are copies that are for sale, but this one is made for the public school, so it's not for sale. Let's go over the phone now and speak with Jacqueline Yabois for more. Jacqueline, um, which schools have you visited and what more can you report for us? Okay, great. So um, we've been to eight schools so far, um, and all under Manchet, Taki Schools and Amuji Cluster of Schools. And as you heard earlier, the National Council for Curriculum 
an assessment has initiated a comprehensive evaluation, which is intended for most of the schools across the nation. So currently we are with um, Professor Edward Apia, who is the Director General of NACA. And um, a few of the regulations that came out was that um, most of the unapproved books were, were in the schools. And also we found out that most of the books in here were authored by just individuals and they didn't go through the whole process. So these were most of the issues that came out um, during the tour. But the okay. impact is not ending today. It is expected to continue in the upcoming days. Okay. But, but, but how is NACA responding to the concerns? Okay. So um, generally, the, the movement today is to sensitize them. So if they come back later on to find out that the teachers in the school are still um, giving out textbooks which are unapproved, um, they will definitely um, um, take sanctions against them or take decisions against them. But today is just mainly to sensitize them and educate them about the approved books by the National Council for Curriculum and Assessment. Mm. All right, Jacqueline, grateful to you for joining us here. Yeah, so um, she is on a tour with the uh, NACA team. To other stories, ranking member on the Defense and Interior Committee in Parliament, James Agalga, has advised the government to resolve the current crisis in Niger through a diplomatic means. According to the ranking member, the minority still stand by their previous accession and not backing up even um, after the meeting between the Joint Committee of Foreign Affairs, Defense, and Interior, together with the National Security Minister and the Interior Minister, to brief them on the unfolding situation in Niger. Basically, um, what they did was to brief us on the unfolding situation in Niger behind closed doors. Now, I, 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 I will not speak to the issues that were discussed in detail because I'm injuncted from doing so per, per, per um, the rules were set for ourselves prior to the commencement of that meeting. And so if I were to zero in on the details, it would amount to a betrayal of the trust that we, we forged. But, but having said that, um, one thing was very clear. The three security ministers did not come to the Joint Committees of Foreign Affairs and um, Defense and Interior to seek parliamentary approval. That is fundamental. In any case, if they had attempted to do so, well, the Joint Committees wouldn't even have the capacity because the committees do not constitute parliament. And so if you really uh, want parliamentary approval, you come before the entire house with the speaker in the chair presiding. Then resolutions can be passed appropriately. So what they did was to pass on some information to the committee. We argued our stance in the minority hasn't changed. We are firmly of the view that the Niger crisis ought to be resolved through diplomatic uh, means through diplomatic means. We are convinced in our minds that we haven't exhausted the diplomatic option and therefore should not start a war in Niger. Well, the Member of Parliament has assured that uh, should government act in a haste to deploy troops to Niger without giving an ear to the minority, they will turn the government away when they come back 
for funding. Mr. Gaga says Ghana deploying troops involves the use of money to equip the troops which the House has to approve because Parliament controls the purse. Fundamentally, I made the point earlier on that, look, we can talk about our international obligations and how we must be compliant and so on and so forth. But here we are talking about war. You cannot go to war without funding. Who controls the purse? Parliament. Uh, Parliament. So will you come back to Parliament or not? So if you act in a haste, you deploy. Wait a minute. Tomorrow, uh, Kendall spoke about assets. You know, you, you need to properly equip the troops to, to, to protect their lives, all right? Will you come back to Parliament or not? If you come, is it not about the same thing? Mm. You'll be seeking for approval to, 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 to be effective on the battlefield. Me, me, can I... you, cure, you cure that problem if you, 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 come, you, first. you come first. If you come back after you have defied parliament and gone, we'll we, we turn you away. Let's take you to the northeast now because the death toll in that region uh, where flat uh, occurred uh, last week has risen to five. Now, one more person was found washed, uh, washed ashore in the Nalirugu Dam. The body of the unidentified individual was retrieved and buried under the supervision of the National Disaster Management Organization and the police. Meanwhile, our efforts are continuing today by the regional authorities to reach communities that have been cut off since last week by the flood. The regional minister, Yidana Zakaria, who is leading the effort, said he was distraught by the level of destruction caused by the flood. Correspondent Elias Utanko reports from the East Mampusi municipality. Following recent flooding in the northeast region, the regional minister has commenced a special working visit across the region to assess the aftermath of the destruction unleashed by the floods. The flooding caused by torrential rains last Wednesday destroyed houses and farmlands and crops and washed away roads across the region. The flood was initially reported in the west and east Mampresi municipalities, where a lot of attention had been concentrated following the collapse of a dam as it washed away the Nalirugu Wale road and grounded traffic on the road. The National Disaster Management Organization in the region had said it was unable to go into some of the flooded communities in other parts of the region to conduct assessments. Although the Disaster Management Organization have received relief items, it is yet to deliver them to the victims due to a lack of access as a result of damages to roads and bridges. However, as the floodwaters have begun to recede, the regional minister is leading a tour of the affected areas to assess the state of destruction caused by the rain disaster. Starting from the East Mampresi municipality, Mr. Idara in the company of the municipal chief executive visited the Bintri enclave. On his way, he inspected the Nalirugu Bintri road, which was devastated by the flood. Dozens of farmers were seen rushing to salvage their crops taken over by the flood. The minister also made time to interact with some of them. Oh, 
At the Jimbali community located along the road, the flood destroyed almost all the houses and other properties in the community, leaving over 150 inhabitants displaced. These internally displaced residents, composed mainly of women and children, were relocated and accommodated in a primary school in the next village, Yankazia. The minister was there to express his empathy and assure them of government support. Speaking to Joy News, the displaced persons recount how they escaped the fury of the flood as it engulfed the community. What you see us wearing is all that is left. We have to carry our children on trees to escape the flowers. My daughter had a new baby. Both of them were saved by the tree. We've lost everything. We've lost our houses, cooking utensils and everything. This is all that is left of my belongings and properties. The minister also paid a courtesy call to the chief of Bintri to express his commiseration and inform him about the efforts of government to ameliorate the suffering of the people. The now, experts believe producing indigenous food crops is more environmentally friendly than commercial agriculture since it uses less water and fewer chemical fertilizers and pesticides. These ancient agricultural methods preserve soil biodiversity while nourishing the food that grows. Uh, farmers, experts, and agriculturists all agree that the moment has come to return to indigenous foods that are rapidly becoming extinct. Join us Mohammed Mohammed Nuruddin report there is a growing effort to encourage farmers to embrace indigenous food cultivation. In Toronto, or you go to the, the grocery shops, you see organic food. The prices are very high. And then the inorganic food are for the poor people. Because you can't afford the organic food. What we see across the world is an emerging uh, health and food and environmental crisis. We see the globalization of foods, which is coded language for the westernization of foods. Cheap food, industrial foods are taking over people's diets, they're taking over people's landscapes. Because somebody is telling you to produce something different. When I was growing up, my grandmother was doing canton. Kara. That is wet corn. They will use, when they just harvest it, they will use it with this uh, no plastic. Those, uh, all these plastics you are having, they are using these uh, cola nut leaves to rub it. How come? Why are we here? Because it is about policy. Indigenous food such as wasawasa, tubani, ngabli, sunquila, and even TZ from millet are now becoming extinct. So TZ is be beginning to be something that uh, only poor people rather eat TZ, right? <laughs> poor people eat TZ. If you are rich, you eat fried rice and pizza. 
They were once farmed and cooked in rural areas and marketed to a small but rising number of people who were aware of the nutritional and environmental benefits. This emerging sector potentially built long food chains, leaving the food system dependent on global food imports. As weather patterns change, this has resulted in greater food unavailability in some communities. And then local drinks as well as foreign drinks and, and pastries and things. So this is poha. We tried it last night in our dinner. A study conducted by Dr. Sarah Vesselo, assistant professor at the University of Toronto, on the impact of globalizing local and urban food systems on food security, calls on local and national decision makers to promote and safeguard indigenous food systems and the biodiversity they protect. Where I come from in Canada, this has our food system has been transformed in the name of profit and not to feed people. So the only people who can afford food that is nutritious, that is not toxic, that is culturally appropriate, are wealthier people. And all of the industrial foods in the West are considered cheap foods, like KFC is a poor man's food in Canada, for example. Now, the Ejisu Municipal Health Directorate in the Ashanti region is calling for the immediate completion of a children's block at the Ejisu Government Hospital. The construction, which started five years ago, has stalled due to financial constraints. Municipal Health Director Josephine Echufe Ahoso says the present space dedicated for care of children is inadequate to ensure quality health care delivery. Nanea Ojima has more in the following report. The children's block, which started in 2018, has missed its completion date. The two-story structure is at the roofing stage. Unfortunately, funding for the completion has ceased. The children's clinic at the hospital is presently being run from a small space within the hospital's main building. Officials are overwhelmed by the numbers. Josephine Achufe Ahosu is municipal health director. As we speak, we need it badly. We need this structure to be completed so that um, we could give quality of care to um, the children who uh, visit our facility. The, the space they have now is small. The space they have for the children's law. If you go to the children's law, you realize that it's just a small place. But with this one, because now we have pediatrician, we have a specialist. And so it means that she can do more if she's given enough space to operate. The Ejusu municipality has about 10 health facilities catering for the health needs of the population. For years, some of the facilities have been without proper hospital beds, affecting quality health care delivery. Ms. Ahosu enumerated the challenge. But when the bed is not appropriate, it brings strain to the health workers. And because of that, some of them will be falling sick. They'll have problems with their back and all that. Some have sleep dates and all other. And we are saying that we have, um, yeah, this even is a period where our health workers are hesitating. And so when we don't make them happy, we don't make them comfortable. The member of parliament of Ejoso, John Ampuntiakuma, has mobilized some entrepreneurs within the constituency to raise 100 beds for 10 health facilities in the area. The gesture is expected to help deal with the no-bed syndrome 
which is common in some health facilities in the country. It was a very dilapidated, weak bed. And some of the communities like Fumesa, when I went there, they were supporting the hospital bed with stones. In fact, it was very, very distasteful uh, to behold. So uh, it's, it pushed me to begin to think about how we can get good beds for our various hospitals. And so I started mobilizing the entrepreneurs and we were able to raise enough for first hundred brand new beds which and, and, and we are insisting that we replace all the existing beds in the various wards. They can use the existing ones as uh, backup beds, but we want these brand new ones to replace all the existing beds. For Joy News, Nanaya Ochima reporting. Is watching Joe News today. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with business. Stay with us. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface like this. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hi, welcome to business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Ghana's savings from crude oil exports since it started 
produced in oil in commercial quantities has declined marginally. The Ghana Petroleum Fund's report showed that it dropped to $1 billion ending June this year. Georgia, here's more. In June 2022, the balance in Ghana's accounts in the Federal Reserve Bank in New York, USA. In June 2022, the balance in Ghana's accounts in the Federal Reserve Bank in New York, USA stood at $1.2 billion. However, fast forward to June 2023, and this amount reduced to $1 billion. A careful look at the account shows that an amount of $83 million was withdrawn on this account. And then, on the other hand, the Ghana Heritage Fund is meant for future generations, so they can benefit from Ghana's oil fund. The Ghana Stabilization Fund currently has $134 million in it, while the Ghana Heritage Fund has $962 million. This brings the total amount in these two accounts to $1 billion. Again, a careful look at the accounts have raised questions about their returns on them. This is because the laws that guide the petroleum funds actually restrict on areas that it can be invested. Now, government and other financial authorities have been admonished to create a tertiary financial literacy course to furnish the youth with fiscal knowledge and skills. Experts at a financial prosperity summit in Kumasi raised concern about Ghana's 32% scoring in global financial literacy survey, which falls among countries with lowest financial literacy rates. That means a large section of the population lacks fundamental financial skills like budgeting, investing, managing debt and revenue. Quentin Abwa has more in the following report. Individuals who have little knowledge of financial management are susceptible to making ill-informed decisions that can implicate their financial stability. About 80% of Ghanaians are financially uneducated, according to the National Strategy for Financial Literacy Education and Consumer Protection. With the global economy evolving, financial knowledge has been acknowledged as necessary for personal economic growth. Managing Director of EDC Investment Limited, Paul Kofi Manti, speaking at the Financial Prosperity Summit 2023, advocated for the inclusion of financial literacy as a mandatory course in universities. And we think that it's a very good program because the issue of money is not taught in school. So a lot of people go through school, they are highly educated, but they are financially illiterate. It's my strong recommendation that we implement it across our universities. Anybody who goes through a university education must have some financial literacy. So it must be a compulsory course that anybody who goes through a university must go through. So you learn the basic things about money management because money is everybody's business. It doesn't matter whether you, you are training to become a medical doctor or an architect or an engineer or whatever. Money is everybody's business and everybody needs to make money and it's my strong recommendation that we think about implementing this across our universities the summit was on the theme building our financial future by the student representative council in collaboration with the accounting student association of the Akenten apiamenka university of skills training and entrepreneurial development the event assembled financial experts to equip students with financial management tricks to succeed in an increasingly complex financial world. A mastered SRC president, Stephen Sikawiafi, explained the summit will bridge the financial knowledge gap among students. There are so many ways 
to generate income or money. And um, sometimes we are limited in our dispensation. Most of the youth are limited. There are some, some other stuff some of us needed to know five years back, of which because we were limited, we didn't get opportunity to some of this information. But as it stands now, personally, I have benefited from this particular program because the information I needed to know last five years or ten years, I am I have gotten to know it now. Financial expert Dr. Evans Dia also indicated that Ghana needs more businesses to thrive. We need to create an enabling uh, condition in our country, and that is the best way that we should go. We need to, because Ghana has become a destination of choice for investors. So many investors in West Africa, they prefer Ghana. So what I think we should do is to create more enabling environment. Policies like 1D1F, they should enhance it, they should open it up and make sure that so many industries are benefiting from it, so that once productive is up, will be able to help with our GDP, will be able to help with creation of employment. Reporting for joining us, Clinton Yeboah. All right, up next, pause to stay with us. Essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So grow healthy and strong. Smart. Absolutely. Kidivite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kidivite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with KittyBite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Atom Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the Multimedia Digital Platforms now to stay updated. Bold, credible and fearless journalism. That is what we stand for. Duty bearers and citizens know that they'll be asked the hard questions to bring out the truth. That is what we expect of us. It is this commitment to tell truth to power that sets us apart because we will hold the feet of leadership to the heat of accountability. My name is Evans Metzen and this is Journeys. Fearless, independent and credible.
On join news today with me, Muftao Nabira Ablai, board member of Accra House of Folk, Dr. Nyo Nyo Tamaklo, has thrown his weight behind Ket Okreko to be given opportunities to steer the affairs of Ghana football for the next four years. According to him, Ket Okreko took over the governance of football in the country at a time the football community was facing challenges, and he believes that an opportunity for the former executive chairman of Dreams FC to continue will ensure that he stabilizes football the more. He believes that Keto Kroko so far has been able to stabilize the shape in terms of the governance of football in the country and has charged stakeholders to throw their weight behind him for opportunity to lead football for the next four years. The Ghana Football Association, they have scheduled September 27 as the date they will be going for the presidential elections in Tamale. And still on Ket Okreko, and over the weekend, the football governing body launched the FIFA Football for Schools initiative in the country. He believes that this is an initiative that has the potential to produce the next best talent in the country. You having passed these exams marks the beginning of your road in transferring same to many other people and to our kids. It's important you truly, truly consume what you've been taught. It's important that you carry on with the passion of transferring what you have been taught today to other people and many others who are not here with us today. That you will hear today speaks volumes of your commitment to be part of a big story that has started unfolding today. The young kids that we find right in front of us will eventually be some of the stars that will be watching in the years to come. The wife of late Christian Chu has been speaking for the first time following uh, the demise of her husband. She's been narrating how she was able to break the news to dear children when Christian Chu was finally buried in Ghana. Sunday evening, I did write him a message saying, oh, congratulations for your goal, obviously. And he said, thank you. And that was basically the last message I received from him before the earthquake. How old were your children at the time? Um, nine, three, and six. How do you break the news that their fathers died? I think about three or four o'clock in the night when the agent called me and broke that to me. Um, sorry, if I'm like, <laughs> sorry. You take your time, it's fine. So when he called me, obviously I went outside my room and then he told me, I'm sorry, but um, it's him. And that time I couldn't really cry because I think I was in shock um, because I still was hoping up obviously for a good outcome because they still pulled out a few people alive. And I would have believed and thought that he's a strong man and he would survive this. And then obviously in the next morning, my children did have uh, football and I didn't want to take that from them. So I sent them, I went with them to football to have some, you know, some bare time. 
And then after, obviously, I had to set them down and had to um, explain it to them. And um, yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> Let's say that. I think every parent would say that to tell a child that um, their dad is not there anymore. It's, uh, it's not something you want to wish anybody. You wouldn't want to wish anyone that. That's our wrap-up sports here with me, Muftaw Nabila Abda. You can head on to myjoyonline.com for some more sports stories. Up next is World News. She feels my head and it is hot. Are you all right? No. How can I when I'm not anyone's hero? My first failure occurred because I didn't listen to him. I wanted to go into the sciences. So, well, with my friends, we decided we were going to take the exam. You believed so much in yourself. I said I was going to do it and I was going to make it big. I fell flat on my face. Don't tell me that's enough. Yes. Oh. I haven't put in that much salt okay. and pepper. news now and the first names of people killed by wildfires in Mori have been released by officials one week after at least one or six people died on the Hawaiian island. Just two people, Robert Dickman, 74, and Buddy Jantok, 79, were named. Three others were identified by their names are being withheld until their families are notified. The catastrophic fire which destroyed the historic town of Lahaina within hours has been followed by a slow and grueling search for victims. Twenty sniper dogs trained to detect bodies have led teams on a block-by-block search of the wreckage, a five-square-mile area now filled with twisted metal and other debris. That's it for World News Up Next. It's your best. Everyone has a story. In fact, there was a time I decided I have to stop the music. A story of that unique place that gives them a vibe. Mochimio, Menasek.
is a spiritual moment for me whenever I have to record music because whenever the place is dark, mm. I feel I'm in the studio alone, even okay. without the producer. Vibe that births excellence, special skills, talent, and mastery. Welcome to E Vibes with Becky on this channel. Good afternoon, welcome to Showbiz here on Joy News. Now, renowned gospel musician Pastor Joe Beecham has revealed he's still in the gospel ministry and will soon come out with a record soon. Uh, he spoke to Joy News. Why are we not seeing more of you? Thank you. The, so the songs were born out of prayer and the motive behind it was to be a blessing to the world. In fact, I've been around, I've been ministering a lot in congregations. I've not been on the showbiz stage for, for quite a long time. But I've been singing in congregations all across the world. I believe that very soon you'll see me again. You'll be releasing a song soon, any album, any works coming up? Yes, a lot is going to happen. I'll be knocking at your doors very soon. Because there is something going to happen. And it's going to be massive. We are going to come out with a lot of singles to be a blessing to the nation and the world. As well. Now, Ghanaian musician and influencer Diamond Michelle Bagona, popularly known as Michi, has expressed her intention of becoming a politician. She said on Joy FM Showbiz A to Z that apart from seven, the people, her political ambitions is the reason she's currently studying law. How, how long do you see yourself doing music? For how long? Um, as long as it's, it's paying, you know. I do have um, goals. That's why I'm going to school now. I, I have several goals for the future and it would include doing this you know for my 40s my 50s mm. hopefully we can go into politics you know one day so uh, let's see politics I, I can't tell yes 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 definitely you have political ambitions what am i going to school for what are we studying law oh. you know one to back my ngo in future and then two if there's you know any, any special reason? Any top? special reason you want to enter into politics? Into politics? That's that's literally the best job in Ghana at the moment. <laughs> that's, that's the <laughs> Let's reason, be as real that, as that's we the reason can you be. want to be a politician. The one reason, aside that, you know, it's, it's giving you a certain status in society that opens doors for you that you know might not be open to anyone else. So it's mm -hmm. for the status, for the opportunity to be able to help other people. On that note, we end showbiz here on Joy News today. The small showbiz.
and bulletins. My name is Becky. And that's all in our package for you for today. There's more news on myjohnline.com. Up next is Marketplace with Daryl Kwao. My name is Samuel Kojo. Praise to have a great afternoon.